for listening to the Hello Awesome podcast, and this is episode number 111. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is GC Lee Pulford. I am your host of the Hello Awesome podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you for choosing to listen. I hope you will be inspired by what you hear. We talk about all things life, business, and faith, and hopefully today you will gain some insight, perspective, and inspiration. This is going to be the last solo show of the season as we tackle the theme Heaven Bound. I have three more guest interviews coming up after to end the season and end the month. You guys are not going to want to miss that. Today I talk about Dwight L. Moody, a famous evangelist who just uh, brings us so much great inspiration for how to handle wealth and faith. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but mainly we are going to focus on the word and why we should make him, Jesus, the king of us. There's not much else I can say. This is a very short episode compared to other ones, but uh, I like to do that once in a while. So I'm just going to get out of the way and stop blabbing and let you guys just tune in. Here we go. This is episode number 111 that I am calling Heaven Bound, the King of Us. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code Hello 10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fall fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am during the colder months this season, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest modest options for grade school age girls. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles.com. Dot US. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S and stock up for all your layering needs. So So Modest is run by a one-woman powerhouse of a seamstress, bringing new life to fun fabrics as incredible modest activewear. Think super cute stretchy skirts with matching leggings, custom made with your measurements. She even makes gorgeous swim dresses that honestly can be worn all year long. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order now when you shop at SoSoModest.com. 
That's S-O-S-E-W, modest.com. If you're like me, then your Bible might be in need of a good protective cover. Enter in leather and cord. Using beautiful leather to create Bible covers, notebooks, headbands, and more, leather and cord offers uniquely handcrafted items that honor the Word of God. Use my code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from their shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash leather and cord today. Is your skin starting to scream from the dryness already? The weather change is tough on us this time of year, but with Oneness Essentials, you will have all the handmade soaps, lotions, and scrubs that you need to let your skin shine and thrive every single day. At checkout, use code HelloAwesome for 15% off when you order from their website, onenesssoapbiz.com, and you will never have to worry about dry skin ever again. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is the last solo show of the season because I'm going to be sharing more insightful, amazing conversations with other guests here surrounding the topic of Heaven Bound, which is our current theme. And I hope you've been loving it as much as I have. So we're here in November now, which is totally nuts. Leaves are changing and they are looking so great. The cooler weather has graced us with her frigid presence and those comfy sweaters are coming out. And all my basic girls say, amen. So our minds are starting to think of Thanksgiving and Christmas already, which is just totally wild. Some of you are brave and have started decorating for Christmas already. I'm not. I usually wait a little bit closer to Thanksgiving because I don't want to rush such a thankful holiday. But I understand the excitement. This is the time of year that's just so very special. And there's just something magical about it all. So I saw a quote the other day that I love so much. And I even used it in a reel on Instagram recently. And I'm not sure if it's a common saying. This is the first time that I heard it. Uh, so I'm not sure who the original author is. But it goes, this is the time of year when the trees teach us how to let go. This season on the podcast, we are talking about Heaven Bound. The responsibility that we have to position our hearts and posture our lives to honor the Lord so that we are on the right path to eternal life, not eternal damnation. Part of the life of a Christian is letting go of control, what we think is right versus what the Lord says is right. One of the hardest things as a believer is to allow God to have full control, especially how our lives are shaped. This includes what job we should have, who we should marry, where we should live. In every choice we make, Jesus must be at the center and must be calling the shots. It is the only way that we can make sure that we are aligned with the Lord. When we step over into the leadership position, pushing Jesus aside, we are relying on our own feeble minds and fragile human emotion to make life-altering decisions that will impact our future, especially our future after we leave this earth. In each of the past solo shows this season, 
The Lord led me to share the stories of two men who inspired the world and highlight their choices. The first, if you remember, was Stephen Hawking. He was a brilliant man who impacted the science world and was so consumed with his own intelligence that he denied the existence of God and spirituality. You can listen to that solo show back in episode 106, Bear Witness. The second person I spoke about was C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest minds in the Christian movement. It was surprising to find out that he was a proclaimed atheist at one point in his life, but gave that life to Christ when the evidence of the Lord's power was undeniable. That full story is in episode 109, Follow Jesus. I felt God leading me to share these real men and their real lives because they proved to be examples for us today. I did not feel the need to speak about fire and brimstone, shouting into the mic to make sure you get the point. But we will be talking about how heaven and hell are real. And I believe that God has brought and is continuing to bring about holy conviction to his people through these episodes, helping us realize our own sin and what we must do to let go of the God of self and allow the true God to be in control. Showing us that if we want to get to heaven someday, it cannot be by our own power and will, but by surrendering our power and our will to the Lord. Today, I want to share with you one man who had to face the choice of letting go. He was well on his way to being a rich innovator, but instead followed the call of God, becoming one of the world's most prolific evangelists in the 19th century. Dwight L. Moody was born where I live on the east coast of the United States in New England, specifically Northfield, Massachusetts. His father died when Moody was only four, leaving his mother Betsy to raise nine children on her own. There was never any emphasis on spiritual growth or Bible reading in his home, and Moody only gained a fifth grade education. At the age of 17, Moody went out on his own into the world and sold shoes in his uncle's Boston store. It was there that he attended the YMCA and Sunday school classes where he became a Christian one year later. Not long after that, Moody moved to Chicago where he sold shoes. He was a hard, diligent worker and accumulated a wealth of about $100,000, which back then was a lot of money. At some point, Moody understood that a life as a Christian is more about helping the needy than about gaining wealth. In 1858, he established a Mission Sunday School at North Market Hall in a slum of Chicago. It soon blossomed into a church. I note, in six years, this church will become the Illinois Street Independent Church, precursor to the now-famous Moody Memorial Church. Moody came to a crossroads, continue in his business and become extremely rich, or continue in ministry. By 1861, the choice was made, and Moody left his business to concentrate on social and evangelistic work. Providing candy and pony rides to those less fortunate children, Moody also used evening prayer meetings and English class to aid German and Scandinavian immigrants. He is known for saying, If you can really make a man believe you love him, 
you have won him. It was there while serving the community and serving the Lord that Moody met and later married one of the Sunday school teachers, Emma C. Ravel. They had three children together. Moody went on to become president of the Chicago YMCA for four years, being a champion for causes that helped the community all around the city, holding daily noon prayer meetings for all who could come. When the Civil War came, he did not fight, but instead assisted the YMCA and the United States Christian Commission to minister to the Union troops. He sought and received consistent financial support for all his projects from Christian businessmen. He stayed faithful to God in the mission he was given. In October 1871, the Great Chicago Fire destroyed Moody's Mission Church, the YMCA, and his home. He traveled to NYC to raise money to rebuild, but it is said that when Moody walked down Wall Street, the presence and power of God hit him so strong, more than anything he had ever known. He was so overcome that he cried out loud, Hold, Lord, it is enough. Moody went back to Chicago with a new vision to devote his time and energy solely on evangelism. There's so much more to Dwight L. Moody's story. It's full of revelation and resilience. I felt the Lord wanted me to highlight this portion of his life because it was full of choices that weren't easy. But time and time again, Moody yielded to the will of God over his own will. What would have happened to the lives he changed through his ministry if he decided to forge a path towards more wealth, who would he have become? What would the state of his heart have been? Luckily, we don't know because he followed Jesus with every choice. I want to briefly make a note that this is not saying there are not rich Christians. I personally know a few devoted saints of the faith who are also financially sound and they bless the body of Christ that way. However, I believe Moody's example tells us that we shouldn't make the love of money the focus, but money can be a tool to fund the ministry and propel the gospel, that anything we gain here on earth ultimately belongs to God, and it's our job to return it by giving. To quote some of the Sunday school curriculum that my children have been learning at the Apostolic Church of Enfield, in order to make good choices, we need good motives. Motives are the hidden reasons in our hearts for us doing something. You can have wrong motives and still do good things. We see this all the time in life, both inside and outside of the church. The only way for a motive to change is with a change of the heart, to take off the crown and give it to God, to let go of our will and do God's will. The word encourages us to ask, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51, 10. A clean heart. This is how we can make sure we are heaven bound. Other episodes that speak along this topic are episode 21, Purity Series, Appointed Love. Episode 23, Emotional Purity and Promiscuity. Episode 29, Keeping a Diligent Heart. And episode 81, unfollow your heart. If you have already listened to these before, it might be a good idea to revisit them. 
I have to confess that I sometimes re-listen to episodes because there are things that God has taught me that I need to relearn. None of us are perfect. We can't make ourselves clean or pure. Like I've been saying this whole season, we can't save ourselves. We are not God. And so when we seek the Lord, we will find him. Then we must let him have his way so that we can be in alignment with his plan for us. If we are aligned with God, our feet will be in the right positioning toward heaven. This time of year, we have two great holidays here in the United States, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I love how they are so close together. Not only because I can't wait to just binge on home cooking, but every year I find a refreshed reverence for thankfulness and gratitude. It's almost like Thanksgiving prepares our hearts to be open to the miracle of Christmas, like the appetizer before the main course. We must be thankful every single day, but it's much better to know why. The reason is the love the Lord has for all of us and what he did as an expression of that everlasting love. Celebrating the birth of our Savior is an incredible season. We will have plays in our churches, and choirs will craft the best song lists that honor our God becoming a baby. Inside and outside of our homes, there will be evidence that it's not just winter time, it's Christmas time. A moment when we escape from the crazy hustle of life and reflect on the precious love of God. When the Lord Jesus Christ was born, the circumstances here on earth were not perfect. He did not have what we would view as a comfortable birth story. Even though he was and is the King of Kings, he was not born into royalty by any means, but was carried by a humble virgin and eventually parented by her and a lowly faithful man. Jesus chose the meek and humble road, and he continued choosing that path when he faced temptations. His life had a purpose, and every choice he made as a man was geared toward fulfilling that purpose. The life of the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us where our focus should be in a world that is focused on so many other things that have zero contribution to our eternal life. When it comes to being heaven-bound, we are in charge of our future. Our tomorrow is wrapped up in the choices that we make today. The good and the bad, it all matters because we matter. God has given us purpose, and that began at the moment of conception. The Bible says this in Isaiah 44, 24 and 25. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish. I'm sure you've heard of the famous 24th verse here, but I was surprised by the 25th verse. God is not ashamed that who he is frustrates those who lie, that he makes diviners or people who practice magic or work in dark arts angry, that he turns those who think they're wise backwards and shows them how foolish their own knowledge is. If we remember the story of the birth of Christ, we know that the high powers that be 
were already upset at his presence before one foot of our Savior ever touched the earth's atmosphere. Your purpose and who God made you to be will shake those who operate in the flesh. The key to being heaven-bound is not only remembering where you are headed, but who God has purposed you to be. The greatest tragedy is a believer who never sets a boundary. Our choices should honor our walk with God in a way that people can't deny what we believe, that our witness should be so loud without us ever having to speak. Jesus set boundaries, and this was not received well. But the boundaries weren't to protect him. It was to teach others and share the truth in love. But most never understood. In fact, the book of Matthew shares an account of people mocking Jesus while he hung on the cross suffering. They said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. Matthew 27, 42. When we do not surrender our will to God, we speak this same way. Maybe not with the same words, but maybe with our actions and motives. It might sound like, if he be king, he will do what I want. If he be king, he will take away all war and evil. If he be king, he will make my life comfortable. If he be king, he will find me as I wait. Stop waiting for a miracle in order to believe that God is for you and loves you. The miracle already happened. God did everything he needed to do to save us. And now it's up to us to yield to that plan of salvation, not to craft our own, not to follow what we want to do. We like to think that we are above the Pharisees that put him on the cross so many years ago. And yet here we are making demands as if we see the bigger picture. You see, they did not. The Pharisees and those who crucified the Lord did not know when Jesus said after they destroy this temple and in three days he will raise it up, that he was referencing to his body and the resurrection. They did not know that his love went beyond that moment into the future. They did not know that Jesus was indeed king, but humbled himself so that their children and now us each have an opportunity to be saved. They did not know, but they should have. They should have known because he spent his entire life on earth trying to prepare him. And so it's up to us to know. Did you catch the words that they said in Matthew? If he be the king. What they fail to understand and what we must do better is make Jesus our king. We won't have to ask the question, if he be the king, because we already have made him king within our lives. A king who loves his children so much, he not only forgives us of our sins, but replaces the damaged goods that sin destroys. A new heart, a new life. God's mercy is new every morning, and he will always give us a chance to turn it all around as long as we are willing to seek him first. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Matthew 6, 32-34 With every choice that we make, we are either one step closer to hell or one step closer to heaven. And I don't know about you, but this world is enough hell for me. I want to spend an eternity in peace with the Lord Jesus Christ, where there is no more pain, and we would never have to cry again, where other people's choices don't infringe on our freedom or our lives, where the mistakes of our family or our friends don't break our hearts again and again. That's where I want to go, a place where my soul finally has rest. My pastor, John Readout, reminded us today at church that hell is absent of God's presence. It is a lake of fire where we will have no relief. He said that even on our worst days, and even before we even knew him at all, we still were in the presence of God. But hell does not have that. Do we understand what we are gambling? When there is a war spiritually going on every single day, how can we stand by and not fight the good fight? We are not alone when we decide to arm ourselves with the tools that God has provided. He has promised that if we choose to serve him with our whole heart, he will fight for us. In the Old Testament, this was seen many times, especially with the children of Israel. When they would fall, so would their protection fall. When they worshiped other gods, they were defeated because those gods were not real and could not defend them the way the one true God can. We are living in a world today where people want to be their own gods and dictate how their lives would go and how their futures will be because we have allowed our flesh to be our king and tell us what to do. And I understand why they feel that way because I used to feel that way. Be blinded by goals and ambitions and they might even be very good things. But if we don't get off the throne and make Jesus our king every time we wake up, we risk losing our footing toward the path on the way to heaven. If he be the king, then we must make him the king of us. This is our challenge as flesh, a flesh we are told to deny in the word. We are going to be tempted to feed that flesh as if it is worth the worship. But my friends, only Jesus is worth the worship. And right now there are things that you are dealing with or something that comes to mind as you're listening to this that has been a thorn in your side for far too long. If you are listening to this, it is because you really, truly want to be heaven bound. Maybe somebody else put that thorn in your side or maybe that thorn is somebody else. Jesus never forgot his earthly purpose when he became a man. It was to redeem his people and reconcile us back to him through his sacrifice on the cross, to reverse the curse of sin and death. And even when he was praying in the garden before the crucifixion, Jesus made the choice to honor his purpose and fulfill what he had come to do. When you were born, you were given a purpose, to know God, to love him, 
and to love others the way God loves you. That is the greatest calling. Then you must share what he has taught you to others so that they can overcome and have victory too. But what comes after that? When this life is over and there's nobody else to witness to and nobody else around you to communicate with, what else is there? There are only two options and we have one choice, to serve our God or to serve ourselves. One leads to an eternal rest where we will be in the presence of our King and the other tosses us into a lake of fire with no relief, absent from the presence of the Lord. As he came forth of his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came and shall take nothing of his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. Ecclesiastes 5.15 I believe Dwight L. Moody knew that we can't take riches with us into eternity. Don't let the temporary things in life be your king. Submission, service, stewardship. Submit your will to his, letting go of your own. Humble yourself to be of service to the Lord, allowing him to guide your work and actions. And steward your love well, understanding that we must first love the Lord with all of our hearts, and that will help us steward our witness and influence well. I did not want to just teach about heaven and hell, but I wanted to cut to the heart because that's how God got me. Why do we do what we do? Why do we choose certain things and deny others? Why do we idolize people and ignore the one who gave his life for us? Examine your heart and it will tell you where your loyalty lie. Ask God to be honest and upfront with you and be upfront and honest with God. That is the only way that you are going to be heaven bound. All right, my friend, thanks for being here on the podcast with me this week. I pray that this message convicts you in a holy way and that will lead to a changed heart and motives. Be sure to take a screenshot of your podcast player, share it on Instagram stories and tag me at Hello Awesome Live so that I can see that you have tuned into the podcast. Leave a five-star review in iTunes, especially if you've been loving this season. Share your takeaways from this episode. And don't forget to subscribe because the season is not done yet. I have more guest interviews coming up, new episodes every Monday morning that will help position us to be heaven-bound. Love you guys so very much. Thank you for all your support. We have just celebrated hitting over 104,000 podcast downloads, which is amazing, not only on iTunes, but all across the board, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, it all boils down to just this number, which has been incredible. And I cannot thank you enough. Your support means the world to me. If you would like to continue supporting the podcast, head to HelloAwesomeLive.com. I have plenty of books there that I've written, products like mugs and prints, t-shirts, sweaters, which would make great Christmas gifts. So get in your orders right now. I also have a support page if you click on support at the top that you can financially give to this ministry of Hello Awesome. It will go into the fund of supporting more books and more 
uh, podcast episodes so that I can continue to produce the show and bring you more great, wholesome, inspiring content. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy your week. Let me know if you love this episode by obviously sharing on Instagram and leaving a review. I will talk to you again real soon. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Live? I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome and shop inspirational products, head to helloawesome.live using the promo code HELLO10 for 10% off your next purchase. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.